What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm your host, Cody Schultz, and today I'm joined by a frequent friend of the podcast, CW Spiral co-host and Netflix Life editor, Reed Gowdens. Reed, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we we got to talk a little bit with Halloween with Natalie, who's of course our resident queen of horror. So welcome to... I'm glad to have you back because we get to talk about one of our favorite shows this month, which is Manifest. Yeah, you had the queen of horror and the king of Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bringing out all the royalty this, this next couple of episodes. <laughs> we'll have a mashup in December. Count down the best shows. Game. Um, so, of course, Manifest is at the top of our list, and we're going to dive into and discuss the upcoming fourth season. But before we get into the full list of what we're looking forward to, let's take a look at every Netflix show and movie coming in November 2022. We've got Young Royal Season 2, Blockbuster Season 1, Buying Beverly Hills, Manifest Season 4 Part 1, The Crown Season 5, Warrior Nun Season 2, Down to Earth with Zac Efron Season 2, Mind Your Manners, 1899, Dead to Me Season 3, Elite Season 6, Inside Job Part 2, The Great British Baking Show Holiday Season 5, Wednesday Season 1, Blood and Water Season 3, Snack vs. Chef Season 1, Enola Holmes 2, The Kloss Family 2, The Soccer Football Movie, Falling for Christmas, Lost Bullet 2, My Father's Dragon, The Wonder, Christmas with You, Slumberland, Christmas on Mistletoe Farm, The Swimmers, and The Noel Diary. Um, now, just as a reminder for our listeners, these are just a few of the Netflix movies and shows coming in November. There are also a handful of great comedy specials, documentaries, Netflix family editions, and acquired titles coming as well. Um, definitely a big, big month for Netflix this month. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Compared to last month which was a lot of uh, a newer stuff. There's a lot of returning shows, which is very exciting. When I look at this list, I feel like November is probably Netflix's biggest month since the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the, been, the number of titles is crazy. Yeah. It's been kind of barren for a while. I mean, there's been some good <laughs> stuff, but it's been like few and far between. <laughs> Yeah, there's not going to be much of a break this month. I mean, they're dropping new titles, new shows and movies every single week of the month. And not just like little little titles. There's a lot of big things coming this month. Big things. So I know we're definitely excited to talk about a few of these shows and movies coming next month. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about the Can't Miss titles for November. Uh, Reed, would you do the honor of giving our, our listeners our 11 picks for November? Let's do it. Here are the can't miss titles in November. Obviously, Manifest Season 4.1, Blockbuster Season 1, The Crown Season 5, Dead to Me Season 3, Warrior Nun Season 2, Wednesday Season 1, 1899 Season 1, Anola Holmes 2, Falling for Christmas, Christmas with You, and The Noel Diary. Yeah, it's it's a really good list. And I think what I like most is there's a great mix of shows and movies coming. Um, I mean, there's always a good mix of shows and movies coming, but big, notable shows and movies coming. And the, um, I love that they start their Christmas movies in November. I know they did that last year. There aren't as many as last year, but I think we're getting some really good quality ones with the three that we're getting, the, the originals this month. 
Yeah, I think it's a smart move. They start rolling theirs out usually across November, and it because that's typically I feel like when people start getting into like watching the holiday movies. But even if you don't start that early, when you go to watch them in December, they're already there. Like you're not waiting until a week before Christmas, a week before Christmas Eve for some of these movies to drop. And I think it's just a perfect timing. Like they've had success with that. Like that's been their plan these last couple of years, and they've got a lot of good hits out of those. No sequels this year, though. I know you love your uh, <laughs> Princess Switch and Christmas Prince. <laughs> yeah, I it it does feel weird going into this holiday season without a Princess Switch movie because we I feel like we got one almost every year the last couple of years. Um, but we can always do a rewatch. They're still streaming on Netflix, of course, and so mm. they're definitely fun. I still am waiting for the payoff because they had that like crossover between the Princess Switch and then a Christmas Prince, where like they had the royal couple from the princess, the Christmas prince in the princess switch. <laughs> There's too many royalty titles. They sound so similar, but they had that crossover. And then it was like, are they going to do like a crossover film? Or was it literally just a fun cameo? It looks like it was just the latter. Maybe they'll do like the Netflix Christmas Avengers in the future. And <laughs> Lindsay Lohan can be in it <laughs> with her new character. I mean, could you imagine, though, if they did do, like, some massive crossover film with some of their... Because they've had big stars connected to some of their holiday movies. I mean, people would watch. I mean, I feel like, okay, we were going to talk about Manifest first, but we're in the Christmas <laughs> vibes right now. So it seems only natural to talk about Falling for Christmas, which... Yeah. It's, it's coming November 10th, and I feel like this one's the most talked about Netflix Christmas movie this year. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Because of Lindsay. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar with the premise, uh, this kind of makes Lindsay Lohan's like big return. Um, and this is her first Netflix feature, right? Yeah. And she already has a deal. So there's going to be more. Yeah. So she's going to star as a newly engaged spoil hotel heiress who gets into a skiing accident, suffers from total amnesia and finds herself in care of a handsome blue collared lodge owner played by Cord Overstreet. Um, and his precious or precocious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. This just feels like it's got every like classic Christmas movie like thing. You've got a ski lodge, someone who forgets who they are. You've got the handsome lodge owner. It's like it feels like they took from everything that's worked in the past and are throwing it into one mashup. And we already know what's going to happen, but it doesn't make it any less watchable. <laughs> See, that's my favorite thing with holiday movies is, yes, they're predictable for the most part. But that's part of the fun is you just get to go in, you know, what, you know what to expect, but they're just a good time because that's what you want around this time of year. It's just like a feel good, fun movie that you don't have to overly think about. Um, and I really like the cast, like Lindsay Lohan and Cordover Street. We've seen the teasers in that and they have good chemistry from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that not a lot of people talked about is that Lindsay sings Jingle Bell Rock. Which, if you're a Mean Girls fan, that should be, like, a big thing. <laughs> yeah, that... Whoever, like, was behind that decision deserves Brilliant. a raise. <laughs> Brilliant. Like... <laughs> the fact that they, they even, I mean, teased it, too. And wasn't it in the trailer? It was in the trailer. It was unclear at first if it was her. Like, if you're not a fan of her music, you're probably just like, oh, that's some other person singing. But for me, I was like, Lindsay, is that you? <laughs> and then she <laughs> tweeted about it and hinted that it's her. And I think the single comes out either the day of the movie or a week before. Don't quote me on that. It comes out at some point in November. <laughs> I think that's what the casuals sometimes forget, though. Is she wasn't only, like, killing it in, like, the acting game when she was at her prime. Like, she was doing music, too. And she's not a singer who, like, an actor who can, like, 
sing on the side, you know, air quotes around it. She actually has a really good voice. And so mm-hmm. um, it'll be really, really exciting. I, I wonder if there'll be any musical moments in the music, like the movie directly, or if it'll yeah. just be the song. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll definitely be looking out for that. I also, can you imagine if they had any other like Mean Girl Easter eggs or even like a cameo snuck in there that we didn't hear about beforehand? That would be just amazing. I mean, Christmas movie um, queen, Lacey Chabert, make a little layover at Netflix from Hallmark. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, that would, I think that would break the internet. I mean, and they've done a Netflix, you can tell Netflix was a fan of Mean Girls. Like with some of the titles they've released, like Do Revenge was filled with Mean Girl references and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was kind of funny. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about this last month, but Mean Girls uh, left Netflix by Mean Girls Day. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like a big irony. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's Netflix's like trend. They love to remove things when fans are going to most want to watch them. Because we see it with like Halloween movies every year, like they start to disappear right before October rolls around. And it's just so funny how like they do the licensing deals for some of these. Yeah. I don't know. Missed opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I feel like that one of the Christmas movies coming, um, Falling for Christmas, definitely a must watch. Um, I'm really excited for that one. I think it's the first of the ones arriving, I believe, this November. So it'll be really interesting to see how it does across the full stretch of the holiday season. But yes. I'm just ready for Lindsay's comeback era, right? Oh, same. So that'll be interesting. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Speaking of comebacks, we've got Manifest Season 4 Part 1 drops November 4th. Definitely, without a doubt, going to be the biggest, most talked about title of November, at least in my opinion. I I think it's going to be. I'm betting big on this one. Just because we saw the fans. Uh, Like, when NBC pulled the plug, they did not stop until everyone returned to the table, basically. I mean, you had not just Netflix who eventually won out, but suddenly NBC was even back at the table like, wait, did we mess up? And the answer was yes, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And this is finally that culmination of all the fans' hard work and the cast, because the cast was actively out there too. It wasn't just the fans actively working to save this show. The cast was right in the trenches with them, retweeting and and keeping the, the flame burning. Even Jeff Rake, the series creator, constantly. I mean, this was a hard fought journey and it's, awesome to see it finally like getting these episodes i'm i'd love if we had all 20 of course because it'll be split into two parts but having seen the first batch it's it's worth the wait oh it's more than worth it (laughs) this is this season is the one you know that the fans fought for this is the season as you said everyone fought for it so as much as it'll be uh, a obviously a fun binge watch for the casual fans that came across it on Netflix and were like, oh, what's this show that's really popular? This will be a really big event in, I think, love letter to the the diehard fans, the ones that were tweeting Save Manifest and all that. This is the season for them. Um, it, it, it just like, I don't know, it blew me away what they were able to do and how they were able to pull this off. Um, it's truly as they talk about in the show a miracle (laughs) um 
not the quality of the show. I'm just saying that the fact that they even came back and were able to do this on Netflix at a larger scale. Um, but yeah, the content of these episodes is exactly uh, what we have. Like everything we love about the show is obviously back a little bit bigger, um, but it's the same show that everyone loves. And I'm sure that I hope that uh, the numbers are as big, if not bigger than we saw last summer when it first came to Netflix. Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Of course, we can't get into spoilers or anything, but we, you know, just in talking today with our fellow 828er Asia, um, shout out Asia, the the really the incredible thing about this season is you see sometimes when a show moves networks or goes from like broadcast to streaming, it changes like the tone of the show, either like directly in the writing the way like the, they try to do too much, like, oh, we have this thing. So suddenly they just like change how they approach it. And they did a really beautiful job of keeping the heart of the show that fans love so much in place. You do see like the upper, you know, the, I think the quality is definitely bigger, uh, which is what you come to expect with Netflix. But it's the show we love. They didn't try to go and change something that wasn't, you know, broke, fix something that isn't broken, which so many of these shows, it's like, oh, we have this or change it just because they're on streaming, you know, all of a sudden every other character is dropping, you know, F-bombs here and there out of the blue. And it's like, oh, just because we can. Uh, not that, you know, the language changed a little bit, uh, but nothing extreme, which is the other nice no. thing, because I feel like Manifest has always been a family show that people can enjoy of different ages. Of course, I don't know what's, what its age rating is, but it's never been one of those ones where it's like, eh, can I watch this with my kid? And I think that's the draw of it is like parents can watch it with their teens and enjoy it because it really has that that reach that few shows have. Um, but the other feat is they got the cast back. Like it wasn't like we lost anybody either when they made the move. Like they were able to get all of the cast back. We see all of the characters that we know and love and we get to see these characters' journeys continue and we know we're going to get the ending, which I think is the nice thing is you see so many shows get canceled without proper ending. And it's like when you invest your heart into these shows and you just get left with a bunch of unresolved answers, it's hard as a fan. And so I love that Netflix stepped up to the plate, saved the show for a big season. It's not like it's just a little 10 episode wrap off. We get 20 episodes total, which is basically two seasons to me. I know it's being billed as a massive season, but it's essentially two Netflix seasons because Netflix shows are usually 10 episodes. And I just think it's awesome to see the fans' loyalty paying off, and I'm sure they're going to flock to it. I know this is going to be a big release. Yeah, and this this season has so much more... Um, I mean, this isn't a spoiler to say that there's so many more questions, there's answers, but we have... This is public knowledge that it takes place two years after the events of season three, so we're actively playing catch-up with what we missed, but we're like right in the thick of it, and... And the stakes are so much higher because they're closer to the death phase. So there's just so much going on. And if you, if I ever hear anyone say that they're bored watching this show, <laughs> I would like to know what show they're watching because it's not manifest. <laughs> it really isn't. This is a show that... It is stimulating. There is something it, happening all the time. <laughs> and it does go with its pacing. Like there's, it's not like it's, I don't know, it just walks that perfect balance of keeping the pacing so perfect that you're drawn in, but yet it's not like, over like to where you're like wait a minute i can't i'm just so lost that i can't even keep up with and i just it's such a good show and yeah like you said we jump ahead two years um with this season after um after the murder of grace we know that um eden is still you know 
missing after being kidnapped by Angelina. And so there's kind of that, we get to see a different kind of Ben this season, kind of one that's consumed in that grief. We we know that he stepped down from his role as co-captain of the lifeboat, and then he's kind of left his other 828ers to kind of pick up the pieces. And it's a different thing, you know, it's a different role than we've seen for Ben in the past. And I'm really excited for fans to get to dive into it. Um, Josh Dallas is amazing in the role. Uh, definitely, it's different shades than we've seen of him in the past, like the the route. But we knew that going in, like, it was going to be different. Like, this is a dad who has literally lost, you know, so much. Like, his daughter's been kidnapped. He's lost his wife. He's trying to figure out, like, his son's just come back and is five and a half years older than when he last saw him. And so it makes sense that he's he's on the struggle bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this season, I think it's a big one for Ben and Josh Dallas's performance, but we get to see so many other cast members act in ways they haven't gotten to in the show. Like Luna Blaze blew me away in some scenes. Um, and I love the new Cal. Um, I think he comes into the role and um, he does, he pays perfect homage to Jack Messina, but he's, he plays that the, the innocence of being a 12 year old that was suddenly like transported five years into the future (laughs) so well. Um, But yeah, I think the whole cast really stepped up to the plate to do this for the fans. They really, really did. And I feel like that, yeah, the, the new, the actor who plays the new cow is so good. He is. He's so like, it's hard when you join a show that's already established and you're playing a character that's already established. So basically, I mean, it's a recast because they age the character up. And he just, I have to say, they did perfect casting because he has the mannerisms of the young cow. Like, mm-hmm. I can believe that this is that same character. Like, his portrayal is just, it's, it's, I think fans are going to be really, really impressed and, and really drawn to that character this season. I hope so, because we are. <laughs> yeah. Which, before we pivot away from Manifest, because we could easily fill an hour talking about this show. I know we love it so much. We do have to talk. We haven't talked about the whole, well, they won't, they back and forth love triangle they have going on between Zeke, Michaela, and Jared. This is one I know you and I have talked off uh, <laughs> off pod about because it's one that's interesting. You would think, and I know this was something you you know mentioned directly, was when Zeke and Michaela got married, that that would be it. And of course, no more shipping of Michaela and Jared. But as we've seen in like, like the trailers and how they've built up in like past seasons, that will they, won't they continues. And I feel like both sides will be talking about that all season long again. Yeah, it's not um, it's not a direct storyline. I'm trying to say stuff without giving anything away. Um, but it's definitely, if you read between some lines, if you pick up on some certain things, it's definitely there in the background. And I think uh, part two is going to be even bigger. <laughs> yeah, after seeing part, well, most of part one, I really am eager to see. I don't even know where we would go in part two. Um, I'm not going to say anything else. But <laughs> I trust Jeff Rake with my life at this point. So I know he's going to land this plane. <laughs> 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 not me punning when you usually do. <laughs> I, I, I'm ashamed of myself that I didn't think of that one sooner. Um, but no, I, you're right. I think what helps him too is that he is someone who had that plan in place. And the timelines changed a little bit because, of course, 
his original plan was six seasons, probably was thinking like 13 episode seasons for most of those. And now he's got these 20 episodes to wrap things up. But I think when you know where your end game is, that's what helps these shows. And you can always tell the shows that know from the beginning how they want to start and how they want to end because they tell a tighter story. Um, because there's other shows like I love Supernatural, but they had an ending in sight and then they went 10 other seasons. It. And yeah. so once you change things up, it's like sometimes you can muddle your original ending. And I, I definitely agree with you. I think he'll stick the landing with this one. I'm excited for fans. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, final seasons, we've got another final season coming in November, which I know you are very, very, very excited about, which is Dead to Me, season three, the final season coming November 17th. This is my show. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a lot for me to comprehend that it's coming the same month as Manifest. Um, But yeah, I've been screaming about Dead to Me on the internet for as long as I can remember to anyone who will listen, because I love Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, like... I didn't even, when they first announced the show, I didn't even need to know what it was about. I was like, those two, I, yeah, I'm watching. I don't care what they do. They could just sit there and stare at the screen for 30 minutes and I would be watching it. Uh, but yeah, this is a long time coming. It's been, I think, well over two and a half years at this point. May of 2020, I think, was when season two premiered. So people are uh, really eager to see what happens. Um, but I do, I see a lot of like, conversation about the timing i just want everyone to to reiterate like you a little respectful there's things that were out of um out of the hands of uh production for health matters with the cast and i'm not going to get into that but just you know be mindful of that um but beyond that i'm so excited to see what they do for this final season because i don't know if anybody was expecting this one to be as short of a series as it was but i think it's going to be worth it because this is another one where they like they're ending on their own terms like the creator was like oh i think i reached a an end point so i don't know what this end point is going to be but i'm excited yeah i think it'll be it's it's always interesting when when a show ends with like three seasons and it's like i think it's because we're so used to shows going so long now like you've got some shows that are in the double digits and so sometimes people overlook like it's okay to end you don't have to go seven eight seasons to have a good show like sometimes Mm -hmm. coming in and doing your thing and and ending on your own terms being able to go out when you want to and end your stories it's way better for fans in the long run because there's nothing worse than when a show gets canceled you know and you don't get that final season or when they just try to keep things going and then this show becomes kind of like a shell of what it used to be in that and so sometimes it's better to go off on top even when you'd love additional seasons because it's like you love you fall in love with these shows and their characters um the timing, I definitely agree with you. I was surprised on the timing, just because November's so busy. But I feel like it's kind of, a, it's in its own lane that I feel like it works when it's coming. Yeah, it's secretly like a really big show. So I see why they're putting it in a month like this. It's like, it's pretty much a tentpole. Like it was always really successful and people are really looking forward to it. Um, kind of, it sells itself, I think. I don't think they need to promote it too much. Um but yeah, it'll be a fun, like, even if you don't watch it on November 17th when it comes out, it'll be a fun, like, Thanksgiving binge. You can watch all 30 episodes. Like, that's not a, a lengthy binge. Um, I don't really know what the season is about, to tease it. Um, I know when we left off, there was a car accident. There's always, there was, like, an evil twin in season two. It's a whole mess, but it'll be a, a really fun me- a mess to unravel and see what happens for Jen and Judy. 
I think sometimes that's the the beauty of when you go in, you get to go into a show and don't know what to expect. Because mm-hmm. so many times trailers and synopsises, they ruin all the big plot points. And so sometimes it's just fun to be surprised by what's coming. Or they just like don't even tell you anything. And it's like, okay, well, I could have just watched the episodes <laughs> to watch this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it can definitely be interesting. But I agree. I think that one's going to be a big one for Netflix. And I wouldn't be shocked if it come award season next year, um, get some nominations again. Because definitely I'm sure it will be some deserving and incredible performances. Yeah. Which, I guess, speaking of award darlings and that, we also have The Crown Season 5 coming November 9th. Um, this one jumps ahead again. This time we're entering the new decades in the 90s. Um, so we get to see a new cast kind of come in and take over these roles that, of course, you know, got Queen Elizabeth II, Diana, Charles um, are, of course, the big players this season. We're bringing new actors and actresses for those. We've got Elizabeth... Um, Debicki playing Princess Diana, Dominic West taking over the role of Prince Charles. This is, I feel like, really going to be... We started the Charles and Diana stuff in season four, but we're building this season. Like, I feel like this one's going to be very big. This The 90s, for those who, like, followed the royal family and all that, be it when it was, un, you know, unfolding in, in real time in the real world, or those who have just kind of read about it and grew up watching and learning about the story of Princess Diana over the years... Um, I feel like this is going to be a really big season for them because we're going to get into some of those big iconic moments for her. And I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, the more modern the show gets, the bigger I think it's going to be. And this is already a, a massive show. Like, it was recently in the top 10 for a few weeks. So I can't even imagine. It, I mean, it's still getting headlines even leading up to the premiere. So I can only imagine what The Crown Season 5 will accomplish. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm really, I'm really excited to dive into this one. Um, the I've, I've, I've kept up with like the royal family. I'm, I am someone who like reads and keeps up with it. She, not like I couldn't give you full backstories and all that, but I know like general stuff in that. And I know this time in that that era is definitely when you start getting into some of the, the really in, and just I, I don't like saying interesting because these are real people and the story what Diana went through is just heartbreaking. Um, it really is like and. I'm very interested to see how the show approaches some of these stories. I know I will say for those who are curious about like the timeline, we won't, her death won't be in season five. It'll be in season six. Um, And they have kind of started to reveal some details about that, which the biggest thing I think is that they're not going to try to recreate it, which I think is a really tasteful move. We don't need to see them trying to do this dramatic reenactment of a moment. That's just so traumatizing. And, and I think that's was a very smart decision. I know they said they'll allude to it, of course, with the setup, um, because, you know, it's it's a big moment in this family's history and in, in the history of the crown. But it, that'll kind of help you get a timeline. We do get to see, I think, the interview, the the infamous interview that kind of broke the... I don't want to say... I can't say it broke the internet because I don't think the internet was a... I don't, was it a thing back? I don't know. Dates, but... It definitely but, wasn't like it was now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is going to be a big season for sure. Um and then the other picks I know we're both kind of excited for are a couple of new picks, um, which first off, we've got Blockbuster coming November 3rd, which is a new comedy. Um, I think that one's going to be really fun. It's it's a little different, like that workplace comedy for Netflix. Yeah, I hope it's... Netflix has kind of uh, struggled with comedy recently. Um, and I think this is a really smart move. They've had a lot of really good comedies recently, just they don't seem to be like 
connecting. But it's one of those Randall Park and Melissa Fumero who are two really big comedy actors. So I think that'll pull people in. And it takes place, obviously, in a blockbuster store. It's the last one. So it's a workplace comedy. Like if you loved Superstore, um, kind of like The Office, it's not the same like style, but definitely if you liked Melissa Fumero in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it has that kind of vibe as well. There's, you know, the will there, won't they romance. Um, it's got like all the stuff that you want from a workplace sitcom. And I am hoping, because this is a, like a partnership, it's produced by Universal Television. I'm hoping that, this combined with the pickup of Girls 5 Eva that we just found out about, that this could be a really good step in a new direction for comedy on Netflix. So I've already seen the season of Blockbuster ahead of its release, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I hope people watch because we need more comedy on Netflix. There's so much true crime and dark stuff that I really want <laughs> comedy to come back to light and be popular because I love comedy. <laughs> yeah, I think this one, it's... It's also got the draw of kind of the nostalgia because it is set in the last blockbuster. Yeah. And I'm sure I haven't seen the season, but I'm sure it, it you know, has some fun with that. Um, and the nostalgia. Yeah, I know there it. is commentary about like Netflix is making a show about blockbuster when it killed blockbuster. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to get into that because it's like chicken or the egg kind of. Um, but they do poke fun at that. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. But somewhere in the show, I think it's pretty early on. They they get that out of the way. Like we, we know that, you know, that this is a thing. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I do. I agree with you though. I mean, we get a lot of no, no shade to like the, the true crime and the darker stuff, but like, I'm not someone who's drawn to like a title like Dahmer. Like that's not my lane. Like I'd rather have a comedy to, to dive into. And I feel like that is an area Netflix has been struggling a little bit with in like its recent years. And I'm really excited for Blockbuster. I'm also, I'm so glad you mentioned it before me because I was going to sneak in a mention when we started talking about <laughs> this one because I'm very excited about Netflix kind of stepping in and picking up Girls 5 Ever for uh, for season three, which I have to say came out of nowhere. Like, nowhere. I we were literally, you and I were talking about like, do we think it'll get renewed? Like, well, Peacock, they haven't said they kept, anything about it. They kept that. I mean, obviously Peacock canceled it. That's why Netflix uh, saved it. But they kept that like the cancellation under wraps until the Netflix deal was signed, sealed, delivered, which is pretty cool. Um, I feel like we could do more of that. So it isn't like this show's canceled and then everyone's like, let's save it. Like <laughs> get it all, get all your business out of the way and then tell us what's happening first. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because it didn't feel like, I mean, it's a, a well-liked show. People really love it, but it's a bit of an underdog and to be an underdog show with a lot of buzz on an underdog platform it, it doesn't really help um so i'm hoping that this wider audience in netflix is an audience that is welcoming to some niche storytelling that they will welcome girls five ever with open arms and then we'll get many more seasons of that in blockbuster you know i have to confess i feel like it's it's all it felt more like a netflix show to me from like it was giving me Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt like vibes and times yeah. like that. It just felt it's like it same, could be a Netflix. Yeah, it's the same producer. So, mm -hmm. and Thirty Rock is currently streaming on Netflix. The whole 
you know, the whole family's there. So <laughs> oh yeah, sense. that's a good point because season one and two will also be, we didn't mention that, season yeah. one and two will be moving to Netflix. I think Peacock will keep them too, but they're going to have them on streaming on Netflix too. So yeah. it, won't, it won't be that weird thing of like having to go watch these two seasons somewhere else. Um, but I agree. I hope we see some more comedies like these coming up. Um, and I don't really have a good transition yeah, not comedy, <laughs> from comedy <really>. to this. <laughs> Um, Because I think the other title I know I wanted to talk about from our musty list is Wednesday, which arrives November 23rd, which you guessed it is a Wednesday. Um, (laughs) This is this is the latest in a series of Adam's family. Um, Well, we've not had like a show in forever, um, but we've seen different iterations of the the Adam's family over the years. But this one's going to center in on Wednesday, the daughter um, of Gomez and Morticia. It's she's going to be played by Jenna Ortega, which the trailers, what we've seen, they haven't teased too, too much, but what we've seen, Jenna looks like she's perfect in this role. They could not have cast a better actress than they did with Jenna. It looks so good. It It's giving you that classic Adam's family while also being like kind of modern and like coming of age. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, I haven't watched the trailer, I will admit. And I like, I would, I wanted to go into this one blind. So I'm excited to see, uh, what it is because it does look really exciting i kind of wish it came out in october but i mean you know that ship sails <laughs> yeah i i will conf- i thought for sure this would be like netflix's big halloween release just because the adams family like it's you know the song usually pops up in halloween playlist i know they, they had a couple animated movies and those i'm pretty sure released in like october in theaters they weren't from netflix but from one of the other studios and it just felt like this could have been a perfect Wednesday, uh, well, a Wednesday release, but a perfect like October Halloween release for Netflix. And so they're holding it till late November, which it's interesting. It will get, this is like right before Thanksgiving. So I think that's definitely going to help it because um, when people are looking for things new to watch around that time, this will be something that will drop. It's also only eight episodes, which is interesting. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see like how they're pacing. Having seen the trailer, I think what I'm most curious about is how far they'll go with some of like the dark comedy with some of the different things. Um, mm. Cause there's a scene in the trailer for those who've seen it with the swimming pool that definitely makes you question like, Ooh, how, how, how deep are we going to go with some of these different things? And I think they'll walk that line of being family friendly for older, you know, teens and kids. Um, but it's, I'm really excited for this one. I, I, I think it's different cause we've never really seen Wednesday spotlighted. You know, it's usually, Morticia and Gomez are the two, you know, characters that a lot of people talk about, and it's the adults. And so to get to see this story from, you know, Wednesday and that coming of age kind of story too, and her struggles, and it's got a stacked cast too. I mean, I mentioned Jenna Ortega, but we've got Catherine Zeta Jones, we've got uh, Gwendolyn Christie plays the headmistress of the school that Wednesday attends. Um, it's, I mean, the cast is just phenomenal. Christina Ritchie is also going to be in the uh, the show. Of course, she played Wednesday in the. I think the 90s movies, live action movies. So I think fans are excited to see how she pops up. Um, and it should just be a good time. And with that, um, we've talked a lot about our favorite shows. I think I've made it quite obvious what my musty <laughs> title of November is going to be. I'm going to be eager to hear what yours is. So I'll go first. Uh, Mine Without a Doubt's Manifest. Um, this is one fans heart fought hard for. We've been counting down the days ever since Netflix saved it, wondering when we get this first batch of episodes. We had a feeling November 4th could be the date. It's just a perfect date connected to the show. Um, Having already seen, you know, most of the season, 
I think the payoff's going to be there for those fans who fought hard and have been counting down the hours until it arrives. And the cast, they definitely showed up because, like you said um, earlier, they they deliver some really, really standout performances. And I think it's just, I'm manifesting a really <laughs> big, really big uh, performance for them. Top top number, I'm, I'm going to say they're going to easily bounce to the number one spot, no no doubt. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you, I, but I feel like for me, I'm going to be like, yeah, manifest is a given. So I have to say um, out of seniority, dead to me, I've been waiting for dead to me longer <laughs> than manifest. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. I'm just through the roof excited to have my girls back. Um, I can't wait to see Christina Applegate. I, it's easily, I think, my top pick. Um, although this is like a, such a big month that I'm like blockbuster too, but also falling for Christmas. I don't know, like so many of them. But definitely Dead to Me and Manifest is the top two. Yeah, I get what you mean. And it's nice to have that struggle again, like making it actually hard to pick because Manifest, of course, is my number one, but I'm really, really excited for Wednesday. I know this season of The Crown is going to be really, really good. I can only imagine. I'm sure they'll... They'll sweep at the Emmys next year, um, just knowing how much they love the, the crown and, and well, you know, it's well earned. But yeah, it's such a good mix because it's been a struggle. Like it's been like, OK, there's a clear winner and then there's some other good titles coming. But this month is really, really stacked. And those are just originals that we've talked about, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot coming. Um, so before we end, I will I'll give a couple of shout outs just to some other notable additions coming in November. Um, we've got the Dragon Prince three, um, season three, Teletubbies, the Cuphead show part three. We've got Key and Peele seasons one through three, Capturing the Killer Nurse, um, Notting Hill, The Bodyguard, Think Like a Man. Is there any I'm forgetting? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> Laguna Beach. <laughs> I I'm we're it's weird because we're only getting season one and two, right? Yeah, well, those are the only seasons that matter because season three, <laughs> season three didn't have the original cast of one and two. It was like a new, whole new cast, like a whole new generation. Because by season two, they all graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no one really pays attention to season three. No shade to the cast. I watched it; it was fine. I just, I mean, I just don't, you know, I don't know her anymore. Uh, but yeah, Laguna Beach seasons one and two. It, I imagine they're going to hit the top 10 because of nostalgia and Kristen and Steven have a podcast now. It's going to be a whole thing. And I'm excited myself to revisit that. I think they come out on November 11th. Um, so I will, I will be watching for comfort <laughs> back to my middle school days. <laughs> yeah, Cause this is the first time they'll be streaming for right. Or at least on a major platform that I can think of. They might've, I don't know if they're on Paramount Plus. This is like the first time they'll be on Netflix, I think. The Hills might have been on in the past. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I know they've, uh, Netflix has had a lot of MTV shows like Are You the One, The Challenge? I don't know if that's correct. Um, but there have been a few reality shows, but this is the first like reality, reality show. Um, so I'm excited to see how they do because the better they do, the more we'll get. <laughs> Yeah, that's and if they have they've done a good job of getting some of these throwbacks that like their their target demographic you know is wanting to relive some of these shows that they loved growing up because I mean we saw like a good wave of like some of the '90s Nickelodeon shows have dropped over the past couple months and they've done a really good job of kind of pulling in some of those shows that 
our, our comfort shows and that we like, oh, wait, I haven't seen the show in forever. And it's like, I remember mm-hmm. watching this. Like, this was appointment TV premiere when I was like growing up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, the Hillary Duff theme song, the 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 real teen drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will not see any LC slander on my timeline, though. So <laughs> let's I'm going to put that out there right now. <laughs> oh, man, I can't think of <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a way to to end on a better note than just no Elsie, no shade. <laughs> um, Reed, it has been so fun getting to catch up and talk about all of our favorite shows coming. I can't wait for fans to get to watch some of these different shows. It's going to be a really big month. Fun watching everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I know they're going to be they're going to be busy. That's the thing is get yeah. prepared because you're going to have to be. There's a lot coming in November. Your your weekends yeah. are going to be booked. Um, and with that I will say thank you all for listening have a great rest of your month and we will see you in December say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.